Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, one thing I'd like to do is grow this podcast. One way I think we could do it is by having you take a picture and posting it on your social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Tag me in that post and I will share it myself on my Instagram story. I really want the podcast to grow and I think this would be a fun way to share that my podcast is out there and that you guys are listening. So if you do that, thank you very much and here's today's episode. How's it going everybody? Today's episode is all about the shaky head. Um, if you've been following my videos for a while, you know that I recently did a video um, out at San Vicente where I was throwing the Sixth Sense Divine shaky head quarter. So I really think there would have been a number of plastics that I could have you know, used with this shaky head to produce results. I don't think it was anything special about the specific worm that I was using. I think you could have used, you know, a number of different, you know, plastics out there to get the job done and catch those same fish. But you just want to keep it, you know, in colors that are going to complement where you're fishing. You know, if it's clear water, you're going to go on with real natural colors. If it's dirty water, you're going to want to go with your blacks and your blues and stuff like that. Keep it simple, find stuff that you have confidence in and find stuff that's gonna work in a variety of different situations so you don't feel like you have to buy a new color every time you go to the lake. So some of the key things for me, you know, with this recent trip that I had out there throwing this shaky head was finding areas where the wind had been blowing on the bank for a while. We've had some, some cold fronts come through, some wind, and all those areas where the wind had been blowing up on the bank were key. Um, I tried to find some um, flatter areas as well uh, San Vicente is really steep, so anytime where that 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 bank flattened out a little bit, I keyed in on that, and there was fish there. The main takeaway from that isn't so much where I was fishing at specifically, but it's basically those transition areas. It's where the the typical structure of the lake changes, and those fish can position position themselves on those transitions. I think that's really the takeaway that any of you guys can have is that you know find those areas on your lake where those transitions where you know chunk rock turns to big rock or where there's that point or where a steep area turns into a flat area stuff like that those were the keys for me or things that i noticed you know common in the areas that i got bit and i think that that's something that can translate to wherever you fish is looking for those transition areas now in terms of depth it didn't really matter what depth range i was fishing in now I caught fish down probably 30 foot and then I caught fish relatively shallow as well. And that was one thing that was really nice about that quarter ounce size is I was able to cast it up shallow. I was able to cast it out deep and I was still able to feel everything down deep just as I was up, up shallow. And I think that's really where that quarter ounce really comes into play is it, it can go anywhere. It can go shallow and it can go deep. So it's super versatile and it's just definitely an all around size. I use it on my drop shot a lot as well. Um, that quarter ounce just gives you a lot of options. The way I was fishing the shaky head was I was fishing it slow. I was trying to feel it come up and over the branches of the trees that are in the water. And I was also trying to feel those rocks when I came upon them. Sam City has a ton of brush in the water. There's big giant trees, there's small brush, and it's all submerged. Sam City was recently filled up. It was drained down, the, the, the dam was built up a lot bigger, and then they filled it back up. So there's all kinds of flooded trees all the way down into like 90, 100 feet. It's crazy, there's so many trees out there. But when I could find those rocks, because that's something I was looking for on my electronics, I'd drive around, try to find those rockier areas. Not like one rock, but the more rocks I could find, the better. And it separated that those trees, I think, and I think that's why those fish were there. But I still caught fish in those trees at times. Different areas had more trees than others, and you just bring it over those tree limbs. You have to fish it real slow or else you get hung up. But if you fished it real slow, it'd come up, 
and over and then drop back down. And if I needed to, I'd let more line out so it could get down all the way to the bottom. And I just kept doing that and I'd pick a fish off here, pick a fish off there. It wasn't wide open fishing by any means, but it was something that I was able to key into. I was able to keep making consistent casts and consistent you know, areas that seemed like they would produce. And I was able to pick off a few fish in a, in a fairly short period of time. So I did throw other baits that day out on the water. It was a six cents jerk bait and a six cents crake bait. There wasn't much wind out there the day that I was fishing. And I really think that was a major factor in why those baits didn't produce. A lot of times with crank baits or a lot of times with jerk baits, you want that wind or low light conditions. And I didn't get to the lake until, you know, around 9.30 or start fishing until around 9.30. And by then the sun was real high already and there wasn't any wind. So I didn't even, you know, fish those baits too long. So I want to be clear that today's video was not about me trying to brag that I caught some fish at a recent recent fishing trip. It was to highlight the gear that I was using. It was to give you insight into what I'm using, how I caught my fish, so that way you can use it as a guide for the next time you go to the shop, you can buy something comparable or the same things that I was using. And you can go to the lake and try them out and hopefully catch fish on your body of water. It had nothing to do with me bragging or anything like that because I didn't, you know, jack them up. It was just a solid day on the water. I had a good time. I wanted to share this information with you. Hopefully it'll help you catch some more fish. Hopefully it'll highlight some products that I'm using so that way you can, like I said, use it as a guide, go out, buy some comparable stuff or the same stuff. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, I'd love it if you did. I really thank everyone for their support so far and I got a lot more to come and I'm excited to get it going and I hope that this video and all my other stuff provides you value or at least some entertainment. Hey everybody, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I want to let you know about my email list. If you want to sign up for my email list, you can sign up in the description of this episode. In my email list, I send out tips updates on when new videos and podcasts are available. I'd love for you to be a part of it and allow me to create content for you outside of social media and this podcast. Sign up below in the description of this podcast. Thanks.